Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022, <clears throat> and it's also All Saints Day. So you heard um, leading up there on one of the many lovely hymns that you could sing on All Saints Day. Uh, we're going to recognize All Saints Day tomorrow evening in our divine service, regular Wednesday evening divine service, so you can look forward to that as well. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate, excuse me, where did I, I lost my place, <laughs> suffered and was buried, there we go, <sighs> was crucified, died and was buried, there we go, he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen just shifted into our, our cate uh, catechism reading for today, the explanation to the second article, as we were confessing the second article there. Yeah, so it goes. All right, let's say our memory verse for the week. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, verse 16. Our psalm is Psalm 16. So really appropriate for All Saints Day. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As Obviously, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. And maybe, perhaps here too, uh, my flesh dwells secure, you make known to me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy, your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Of course, these verses here, 9 through 11, particular um, to the Son, right? To Jesus Christ. All right, now we can say our second article. I believe in Jesus, or I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death that I may be his own, and live under him in his kingdom, and serve him in everlasting righteousness, 
innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. All right. Our first reading today uh, is actually particular to the reading for catechesis, uh, but St. Paul's exposition on um, our text for catechesis from Genesis, but this in, Gen- in Galatians, and a section from 2 and chapter 3, right? And it really goes all the way into chapter 4, but we'll see that. Uh, when is Galatians 4? Tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Uh, that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed, even we have believed in, G- in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. For by works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. All right, hold on. I didn't close my door. All right, so you'll notice what does it mean to be a son of Abraham? It means, right, to be faithful to the promise, right? to live by faith in the promise. And then that is reckoned as um, justification, right? To be justified by God is to believe in Christ Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, not by works of the law. And so uh, St. Paul here in Galatians has in mind in particular this, the reading we're going to look at here next from Genesis 15 and going on actually onwards in Genesis 15 as well. All right. All right. So then Genesis 15, beginning, well, the first verse. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. All right. That last verse is one of the reasons why I I prefer New King James Version. Um, well, in one part, or in one point, um, it uh, follows the Textus Receptus, uh, that text tradition, as far as what we translate from. Uh, but the other is the the um, capitalization, which is helpful for the reader, of uh, pronouns attached to God with, uh, you know, they're in capitals, right? So he, if it's capitalized, is referring to the Lord. If it's lowercase he, it's referring to Abram in this text, if that makes sense. I'm not sure... Uh, which translations do that? Which other translations? I just try to do this as well in the manuscripts for my sermons um, for the same reason. Just uh, actually, if anything, just to help me keep straight uh, pronoun agreement. All right. It can be a little tricky. Um, yeah. Um, English Standard Version, ESV, does not do this with the text. They do not capitalize uh, the pronoun when it refers to God. All right. Now, it's, a, it's a, again, it's interpretation but I think it's often quite helpful. All right, 
to the text then. So who came to Abram? Uh, that would be the Lord, the word of the Lord, actually quite specifically. And how? But in a vision initially here. All right. Um, remember yesterday we had the kings, right? We had the whole affair with the kings and we had Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, come uh, with peace, with bread and wine and all of that. And then now the word comes to Abram in a vision. What greeting was given to Abram first? Do not be afraid, Abram. Do not be afraid, Abram. Right. Uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. When the angels come, New Testament people, right? How did the Lord describe himself? So the Lord is your shield. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Hmm. This is uh, in response, perhaps, to what we saw yesterday in the previous chapter. The Lord is commending Abram's refusal of the riches of the king of Sodom and commending to him his trust in God for his riches. I just had another idea, though. I'm sure this is not uh, original, but I don't think I've had it before. Uh, the word of the Lord is proper name for Jesus. And Jesus is saying to Abram then, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Jesus is the offspring promised to Abraham. And of course, all those who are in Jesus. Huh. I like it. All right. Um, why did Abram need the comfort of the gospel? Well, specifically, he continues to go childless, right? You see that in verses two and three. Um, and who was in line for the inheritance? Not even one by blood, right? Eliezer of Damascus, right? But God makes a promise even more specific here in verse four. This one, Eliezer, shall not be your heir, but one who shall come from your own body, right? All right, now this time, uh, the last time God made this promise, he talked about the dust of the, of the ground, right? But now... He talks about the descendants being compared to the stars of heaven, right? Which, of course, can't be numbered. This is all both connected, both the, the, the dust of the earth and the stars of heaven are both connected to that first promise that God would make of him a great nation, right? Which requires him to bear children, sons, namely. This time, we'll see how long this lasts, Abram responds with faith, right? Abram believed the word of the Lord. And I think that probably, that word here, that should be capitalized. That's the proper name of uh, Jesus, right? He believed Jesus, right? And of course, this is uh, echoed by St. Paul in Romans, Romans 10, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, namely by Jesus, right? Okay. Uh, notice uh, King James here tra translates it, he accounted it to him. Um, I think sometimes it's translated as reckoned, perhaps. Uh, let's look here. Uh, counted it to him in ESV. Uh, the, 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 the word there, uh, or you could translate it as, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, to reckon or to account, to deem to be, comes from sob. Yeah, his sob. Um, it's, it actually is a declaration. That's what it means. So uh, Abram believed the Lord, received the word in faith, and then the Lord reckoned, declared, if you prefer, um, it to him, that is the faith, to him for righteousness. For righteousness. All right, so God is declaring Abram righteous by his reckoning, not, not by Abram's doing. Uh, this is important uh, for this day, which is All Saints Day. Sometimes um, I think we make the false distinction among saints. They say, well, some saints are more righteous than others. 
um, not according to the scriptures, right? We are accounted righteous in the forgiveness of sins that is freely ours in Christ Jesus. Now, some saints are more noteworthy, maybe in the work that God has accomplished with them or, or through them. Uh, so they're maybe more memorable to us. But uh, regardless of whether God accomplishes in our eyes great things or not, um, our names are remembered by God. We are remembered and our names are written in his book of life as saints, reckoned righteous for the forgiveness of sins in Christ Jesus. Hmm. All right. So uh, maybe we think of All Saints Day as a, a little too narrowly and think it more broadly. All those forgiven in Christ and who believe. Uh, this word righteousness is also used to ficare and, and uh, could be literally translated, reckoned it to him for justification. That combine, that connects us back to what Paul said here in Galatians 2. Um, we are justified by faith, made right with God, made, accounted righteous or not guilty, if you prefer, for the sake, for Jesus' sake, right? This is all legal declaration language. This is not um, a confession of works, but a, but actually a confession of the judge who judges the living and the dead, right? And it comes from God's word, the one who speaks. So, to summarize, as Abram began to question the promise, God did not chide him, but spoke a word to drive the fear out of his heart, right? Do not be afraid, Abram. The Lord then repeated the promise in order to strengthen the faith which he had created in Abram. It was the word which called Abram to faith, and it is the word alone which preserves faith. Even though Abram was struggling, the Lord declared that Abram had a faith that trusted the word of God. Such faith always trusts God's Son will rescue men from their lost condition. Abram was declared righteous for the sake of the Son who was to come, that is, Jesus Christ. As he brought Abram out of the unbelieving land of Ur, so the Lord has called us by the gospel of his Son and led us out of our unbelief. We are the peoples of the earth who have become the offspring of Abram by faith. We are declared righteous for the sake of Christ, and by the grace of God we trust the words of the Father as well. All right. Uh, Let's see. Let's sing today. Oh, we're doing all right. Let's just sing the hymn. They know 
Feast of All Saints Day. So let us have a little meditation on the day. The Feast of All Saints is one of the principal feasts of Christ. Many congregations observe the custom of transferring it to the first Sunday in November each year so that a maximal number of people may join in its joyful celebration. 
All Saints was originally observed in the West as All Martyrs in the spring, I think May 17th, maybe, since the number of those, May 13th, excuse me, since the number of those who have laid down their lives in the confession of Christ far outnumbers the days available in the church's yearly, yearly round, all, or year round, I guess, all martyrs served as sort of a catch-all. Pope Gregory III, Bishop of Rome from 731 to 741, expanded the feast further to embrace all saints in order to be observed on November 1st. A similar feast of all saints is observed in the Eastern Church calendar on the Sunday following Pentecost. The joy of this particular feast is in its celebration of the unity of the Church triumphant, the saints gathered already into rest, and the Church militant, the present and future Church that struggles still under daily crosses. Together, both constitute but one communion, one fellowship. They are the crowd, glimpsed in the reading from Revelation for this day, a vast multitude beyond human numbering and calculation. What makes them one is what they have received from the Lord. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Their sins are forgiven, and they hold the palm of victory he has placed in their hand. If you look at the crowd, you can readily discern that some were among earth's famous and powerful. Most were quite unknown to history. There are some black, some white, every color of the flesh of humanity. Some were very wealthy upon earth, most quite poor. Some spoke this language, others that. They have come from every nation and tribe. What is most captivating about them, however, isn't their diversity. It's the unity of their attention. They aren't paying the least bit of attention to themselves. They are united in their gaze upon the Lamb on his throne, the Lord Jesus Christ victorious in his sacrifice of love. And therein lies the secret to becoming part of that crowd. You do not do so by squeezing in or trying to imitate the look of astonishment and awe upon their faces. Rather, you share their blessedness by joining in what they are so fixated upon, Jesus Christ, who humbled himself to become what they were, a child of man, in order to lift them up to become what he is, children of God. All right, let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, that together with them we may come to the unspeakable joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray, O Lord, grant to your faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for deliverance against temptation and evil, for the addicted and despairing, for the tortured and oppressed, and for those struggling with sin. We also pray today with uh, Suzanne and Owen, who celebrate their birthday. We pray uh, with Milda, Jeffrey, who celebrate their baptism. Pray for the households of our church, especially Jackie, Mickey, Jeannie, Maureen, Renee, and Joan. We give thanks to God for the gift of holy matrimony for AJ and Brenna. Pray for our catechumens who study, will be studying the faith with me in a few minutes. Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Dale, Kelsey, Christopher, Dan, Brad, Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, and Heidi. Pray for our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, Paul, and Pauline. Pray for the missions and mercy work of the church. Um, Actually, we have a new mission, don't we? So, uh, what is it? My memory is not not telling me. Let's see. Oh, November. 
it's the Federowitz families, all right? So all of them together, collectively, we've had some of them out here recently. Put that in there. Good. We also pray in intercession for the preservation of the word amongst us and the increase of the church here and everywhere. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would uh, that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. So, it's been a joy to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Come to you each morning at 9 a.m. All right, and we study together. Tomorrow we'll hear how well Abram, um, how well his faith is going, all right? Uh, it's, not, it's not God's fault, it's his. We'll see that tomorrow. And again, blessed all saints day to you all. I see you checking in. Vicki, uh, mom and dad are there. Gus and Eileen, Lori, Chris, um, Karen. It's good to have you here. Those of you who watch or listen later in the day, greetings to you as well. All right, so God be with you all. And we'll see you uh, again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church, Sherman Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.